Hey there. Ever feel like you just need a break from the day-to-day of work, put on that out of office and be alongside peers learning from fellow nonprofits and industry experts on what they see working when it comes to fundraising, marketing, growing a monthly giving program, retention, everything that encompasses what you do? Well, if so, I have two events for you to mark down. June 4th and 5th is Donor Perfect's Community Conference Spark. It is for any fundraiser wanting to excel in donor management, program innovation, community engagement, and organizational growth, and it is free. So click the link in the show notes to register. And then an event that I have attended three years in a row is the NEO Summit, combining practical, actionable, and very data-informed content with also this really electric and immersive atmosphere. The NEO Summit is more than just a conference. It is a really fun and great place to get away from your desk and innovate your fundraising and accelerate your impact. So you can join hundreds of your fellow nonprofit professionals in Indianapolis in September on the 18th and 19th. And you can save $600 on your ticket right here. It is the lowest price available anywhere. So click the link in the show notes for both of these events. They are incredible. They put on an incredible speaker presentation, all tons of great resources for you. Invest in yourself and the growth of your organization by attending these two phenomenal events. How do we create that vibe? And then how do we repeat it consistently and in an ongoing way to continue the conversation? So once you have someone's attention, good marketing that's very well aligned to the brand and consistent with the brand on a regular, repeatable, scalable basis is what gives you the opportunity to continue having a conversation. And I think the continued conversation is marketing. Hey there, you're listening to the Missions to Movements podcast, and I'm your host, Dana Snyder, digital strategist for nonprofits and founder and CEO of Positive Equation. This show highlights the digital strategies of organizations making a positive impact in the world. Ready to learn the latest trends, actionable tips, and the real stories from behind the feed? Let's transform your mission into a movement. Hello, everyone. You are in for a legit treat today as we kick off 2023. Like what in legit heck (laughs) happened to 2022 that flew by? Taylor Shanklin is here, my girl in the marketing and branding world. Hey, Taylor, how's it going? What's up, Dana? How is it 2023? I have no idea, but it's good (laughs) to be here with you, at least in this crazy new year, way off in the future that's now the present. I know, seriously. So all of our forecasting and all the things are happening. We're now putting them into action, all the reflections and revelations and plans and it's all coming together right now. And I feel like you are the perfect person to talk to in this moment to talk about creative trends, because I think it's something where it's important to understand, A, what did we do, but then where are things going? So you are the founder and the CEO of Barlele. And I think what's cool about that is I remember talking to you when you first launched your company. So I like to get a little bit of a background before we dive into the nuts and the bolts of the conversation. Like, how did you get to this moment of starting your own marketing firm? Very good question. I 
learned a lot from other people for many years in a lot of different jobs in the nonprofit marketing and technology sector, and finally got to a day and a point in time where I thought, okay, I'm either crazy enough to jump off the ledge and yes. leave my job <laughs> and start a company with no clients, or, Amen, I'm brilliant, sister. <laughs> or I'm brilliant enough, and that's what I told myself, that I can do it and I can succeed at it. So to give you a little bit of background on me, I have been working in marketing and digital fundraising and tech and MarTech since about 2007 and started that career in the nonprofit space. And I think I just felt like if I did a lot of different jobs in the sector and learned a lot of different things and became kind of a jack of all trades, I would always be able to be employed or maybe that was part of my thinking. And I would continue to learn and grow from each and every job. So at the beginning of my career, I was a web developer and then I moved up into consulting and then project management at the enterprise level. And then I moved into product marketing. And then that took me off into my next career journey, which was more in product marketing, corporate marketing, and like branding and positioning and leading marketing teams at some of the agencies in our sector, some technology companies in our sector. And in 2020, when the world was on fire and we we're all trying to figure out what's even going to happen to our existence. I think I just decided I'm ready to start exploring more what I want my company to be and branding and helping people figure out the right way to talk about themselves and show up with the clearest and most interesting brand is something that I really love doing. And I felt like it was kind of missing in the space. Like there's not enough people who really focus on branding and how to talk about yourself. And it's what I love to do. And so I decided I wanted to fill some gaps for nonprofits and also mission-minded companies. So that's kind of where we are. I love it. And we're so glad that you did (laughs) and that you you took the leap. And I think two things of what's really interesting about that is, A, I love jumping from different jobs because it gives you such a different perspective of the whole picture of how something comes together. And then you also have more respect for the individuals that are going to complete the task for you once you are on the strategy side and maybe not the executor or whatnot. So I think that's super powerful. And I want to set the stage for everyone. I think branding and marketing get thrown around as Mm -hmm. the same thing. What do you think is the difference? Ooh, I love this question. And that absolutely happens. They get thrown into the same bucket all the time. And most people just think branding is marketing or it's part of marketing. And I think they're both very separate and they need to be thought about separately, but then they need to work together. So branding is what captures attention in the first place. Marketing is what keeps the attention, but they Mm -hmm. both have to work together. Because the brand is more like the experience. Sometimes if I'm going through a branding exercise with a client, 
I will literally ask them this question, like a straight up millennial, like, what's your vibe? What do you want (laughs) your vibe to be? Totally, (laughs) totally. (laughs) And then how do we create that vibe? And then how do we repeat it consistently and in an ongoing way to continue the conversation? So once you have someone's attention, good marketing that's very well aligned to the brand and consistent with the brand on a regular, repeatable, scalable basis is what gives you the opportunity to continue having a conversation. And I think the continued conversation is marketing. Yes, absolutely. That's a great distinction between the two. When listeners are starting to, I mean, this is a perfect time of the year to do it, starting to audit their branding versus their marketing efforts, where do you think they should really start? I think they should start at the high level with branding and try to understand what they really need to say to their audience. And that's a big question to sit back and ask ourselves sometimes. What does our audience actually need to hear from us? Mm. What can we do to communicate with them in a way that will actually meet them where they are. What actually matters to them and how do we fit in? Oftentimes, we sit down in a boardroom with a bunch of whiteboards all around or sticky notes or whatever it is, and we throw out all of these things that, well, we're doing this program, so we need to talk about it in this. We need to raise this much money. We have this revenue goal or this fundraising goal, so we need to tell people how much money we need to raise. I don't think that that motivates most other people who aren't showing up every day to work at our organization. Right. I think it motivates us because we're the ones trying to make that fundraising goal. But I think what motivates people to interact with an organization is the actual impact. How is my money being put to work? How am I a part of this important work that I really care about that aligns with my own ethics? my aspiration to do good in the world. So I think it's highly important to sit back and answer those kinds of questions and say, are we really communicating in a way that speaks to our audience's aspirations and motivations? Yeah, that's so good. Do you think that, so if I had like a checklist and I was going through and I was looking at, okay, I'm gonna audit my brand, on my left side. And then if I had a list of a column of checklists on my right side, I'm going to audit my marketing efforts. Would I be right to say that on my branding side, I am looking at my brand, I'm looking at my positioning statement, like what you're talking about. I'm looking at our logo, our colors, our fonts, like typography, our tone of voice. And then on the marketing side is more the ideas of What's our social media plan? Where are we spending an advertising budget? What's our snail mail approach? What's our email marketing? Is that how you would kind of distinguish the two? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And the reason why I like to start with the brand is because you need that in order to then create what the marketing looks like, I think. Yep. A lot of times we start with the marketing because it's like, well, I need leads or I need to be out there. Or I heard there was this new social media thing, so I've got to go do it, right? Right. And so we start there. But if you start with the big picture stuff, you don't have to do the big picture stuff all the time. 
But if you get that right, then you take it into the marketing plan. So you're exactly right. It's like all of the things I one would kind of associate with a brand identity is the look and feel, the tone of voice, the sound, the positioning statement. If you're coming at it from a nonprofit perspective, it might be what you traditionally think of as your case for support or, you know, your core kind of like message pillars. The way I like to do that branding exercise from a messaging perspective is break down three to four core pillars of your communication. I refer to it as the drumbeat and I'm snapping Mm. my fingers and I literally do this on phone calls with clients where I'm like, this is what you say over and over and over again. And you're going to sound like a broken record, but you have to sound like a broken record so that your audience actually remembers it because they don't say this stuff every day. You do. Yeah. Right. So it's like that core stuff that you always want to be remembered for. And then you're exactly right. The marketing is the actual planning, the execution, the implementation, like getting into the nitty gritty of we're going to post this on Friday and this on Tuesday and send this email out on Wednesday and just all of the in the weeds stuff. And even the brand positioning statement or the mission statement, sometimes there's so much that can go into that where we sound so like full of jargon and it's not actually getting to the root of what are you doing? And I think it's forget who said this, or I think lots of people say it, but what you have on your website, what you use in marketing, what your positioning statement should be at a, is it sixth or seventh grade reading level? It should Mm -hmm. be such basic language that anybody can understand what it is that you are looking to do. Absolutely. I tell people to dumb it down all the time. Like even sometimes when I'm going through and I'm trying to understand their brand so that I can help them, then translate that into what some of those positioning statements should be. I will say, please talk to me like I'm five. Yes. Explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. And you do want to take it up to like that sixth grade level. But we have to remember that we are in the jargon every day because we work Mm -hmm. in this industry. But our donors, our volunteers, our advocates They have all different types of jobs all over the world and they do all different types of things. And they're not thinking about on a regular basis or using the vocabulary that we use. And so I agree. Like, I like to follow the methodology of Brene Brown. Hmm. Clear is kind. Yeah. That's a life mantra, but that's a messaging mantra too. If we're being clear about what we do and we're not making people jump through hoops to guess and to understand and make assumptions, we're actually being kind to them with our communication. I love that little nugget. That's a good one. Are you seeing anything different or things that are really being tested going into this new year in regards to branding and or marketing? I think people are maybe finally starting to be a little bit more fun than they would have been. And I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I've noticed this trend a little bit more since COVID. I think it broke people down a little bit and they started becoming more authentic. And then it's finally starting to happen and be taken out into branding and marketing a little bit more. And I'm excited about that. I think that being fun and being playful and using colors that you might not normally want to use because, oh, that looks off-brand. Try it. Give it a little pop of color here and there. Yeah, yeah. Give it a little funny little squiggly line or (laughs) zippity-doo-dah or, you know, some polka dots. Like, get people's attention. 
make it look fun, make it look pretty. I know sometimes we have causes that are hard to talk about and they're not something that they're not anything that's light. They're right. It's a heavier topic. Yeah. Yeah. Harder, heavier topics in that respect. Then I would go with like, just be human. There's an emotion that comes across with colors, logos. There's a reason and a purpose for why everything is designed the way it's designed. I mean, I went through six years ago when I started my company, a logo exercise, and there was lists of questions about, because my brand is so uniquely identified to me as an individual, it was different, obviously, how I answered the questions, but I wanted it to be very gender neutral. I mean, my colors originally were kind of like a maroon and a gray before I changed it to more of the bright pop that I have now, but I still haven't changed the equation part of it looking very kind of mathematical, which is for a reason. But she was asking me about seasons and tonality. And there was a lot of research and backing that goes into the why behind something that's designed. And I've gone through numerous exercises now with a designer working with a client. And I think it's fascinating, the meaning behind why something's designed, how it is designed. And I think there's also... There's a lot of value that goes into it. I did an episode earlier in 2022 with the birthday party project and Paige, I'll link to it in the show notes, specifically talked about in 2020 when things were kind of stagnant, they weren't throwing birthday parties. They had to be able to redo their brand. And once they did, because they elevated it so much, Tons of new national branded partners came to them because they had leveled up their branding. Cheers to 2023. Something I've been thinking a lot about this year as we get going is how to plan my social media content smarter, posting less, but with more impact and still gaining visibility with new audiences. And of course, my OG crew. Can you relate to that? How can we all do this, right? I teach a mini ads course, Visible Reach in a Week for $27, that's it, where you will learn my strategy on how I do this. So all it takes is 30 minutes and you will learn how to run a Facebook and Instagram ads reach campaign to stay top of mind all year round with your audience online consistently for just $1 to $3 a day. That's it no big budgets, no fancy pixel tracking necessary. And if you're looking to dip your feet into running ads and get comfortable with ads manager without spending a big budget, this course is perfect for you. Head to positiveequation.com and click courses to get started. You will see visible reach in a week right there for you to click on and sign up or go ahead and click the link in the show notes people are thinking about their budgets in terms of branding, in terms of marketing and making that investment, how would you assign a budget to each of these areas? Ooh, that's a really great question. And by the way, I was pulling up your website while we were speaking because I wanted to see your <laughs> logo again. And I do really love your logo. It's a, And I've thought that before. It's very smart. It's very simple and very clean. And it makes a lot of sense for what you do. So Thank there's you. a lot of good meaning behind it. And that's, I think, really good in a logo. Yeah. If if anybody goes to my website, it's positiveequation.com. The E of equation is three lines, which is the sum, like a kind of like a sum of an equation. And then the T is a plus sign. 
So the idea was everything that I do in digital marketing is multiple things adding up to create an impact. So thus being an equation. So that's the rhyme or reason for for the background of the logo. (laughs) Back to the budget. Yeah, yeah, back to the budget question. Okay, you're going to need, in my opinion, more overall budget for your marketing. I think branding is an area where you can get more creative and still get really good stuff. Part of the reason why I started my company and then our new offshoot product, Creative Shizzle, was to be able to show nonprofits and small businesses that you can actually get really good branding at an affordable price. I think a lot of times people don't go and do the work because they think they don't have six figures to hire an agency. That's like often something that I hear. I'm like, you don't need that much to get a good logo, but you do need some money. You need to allocate some money for that. And there's a variety of ways to get a good logo and good branding and everything like that. You're going to want to allocate some time and budgeting for the look and feel Get a brand guideline, whoever you're working Mm -hmm. with, have them do a brand guideline for you so that you have your colors, your fonts, your like use your logo this way. Don't use your logo that way. That's good documentation to have to be able to hand off. So if I'm thinking of kind of to your question about budget and I don't know, I'm terrible at math, Dana. So I wasn't (laughs) expecting you to ask me like a math question. I, I make stuff look pretty. I don't do numbers. No, but I think you did. You answered it. I would agree with what you said. The branding is more of a, not that it doesn't get updated over time because it does, but I'd say it's more like a one-time cost that gets refreshed every so many years right. versus marketing is more of a continuous cost that you're going to incur over time. Right. Exactly. Just like we kind of talked about at the beginning, branding is like that part of like figuring out how to get their attention, but then marketing is like keeping that attention and having that ongoing conversation. So most of your budget is going to need to go to that. Like if we're looking at a year long cycle and you're saying, okay, it's Q1, we're going to invest in our brand and then we're going to take that new brand to market in Q2. And then the rest of the year, we're going to really hunker down on spending more on ads and Mm -hmm. doing more video production and like doing more with this new cool brand we just developed. I would say maybe think through like 10 to 20% for branding and then the rest for like your marketing budget, right? Because that's where you really want to be able to make sure you've got the resources you need to do social media well, to do email well to create video clips, to take that brand and create new resources, value add resources on a regular basis. And then so important. the next year, yeah, you don't have to refresh your brand all the time at all. Don't be opposed to doing it. You know, sometimes people don't want to do it because they're like, I can't afford a logo or no, people love our logo. And then I look at their logo and I'm like, do they really? Yeah. Because Do maybe we really? should still redo it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, and to that point, I mean, it's like what actually makes, I'll give you my perspective and then I'd love to hear yours about what makes a good brand successful, good branding successful. And in my opinion, it's when it's memorable, mm-hmm. good memorable. So like I can easily think about brands in my mind and I immediately can see their colors. I can see their logo and I have a visual in my mind of who they are. So to me, that's like, I'm able to quickly 
like resonate or a great example is even if it's not thinking about the organization, but if it's thinking of a cause area and your organization comes to mind because you've had such great branding done. So, I mean, I always give the example of a laundry detergent, I think of Tide, or if you think of an apparel company, Nike or Adidas comes to mind and you can immediately see the swoosh, right? Or the lines. And so from our space, you could do the same thing. What about for you? No, I agree. I think memorable, I think connected to the meaning behind it. And that's something that's a little, I think happens a little bit more subconsciously, but it's probably what makes people remember it. Sometimes simple, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you look at the Nike swoosh, it's super simple. It's clean. It's elegant. So don't try to overdo it or do too much. And also on that topic, I agree with you. You kind of mentioned this or alluded to this. If your logo looks real scrappy and like real in 1995, people aren't going to take you seriously Yeah, in the same way. It's a big credibility play. It's a credibility thing. We have had clients that we've worked with that have gone through brand refreshes. Some of them that really were very opposed to redoing their logo at the start of our engagement. And I'm one of those people that like, I'll keep pushing on it and really be like, no, we really should redo your logo. And then they'll say no. And then I'll go redesign some anyways, and then show it to them and surprise them. And then they're like, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And then we start moving the ball forward on it. And then they put it out there and then they come back and they're like, yeah, things have changed since we redid that logo because it's like this instant level of professionalism you know, Absolutely. you just take it up a notch. And that really matters if people are going to be giving you money. I think another test for this is if you, listener, are kind of having this feedback or this frustration with somebody on your team of getting this approval process is I love showing examples of old versus like new or even just showing, hey, this is what our old logo looks like on a, you can do mock-ups really easily in Canva. They have like a whole mock-up setting and designs on t-shirts, on hats, on totes, on newsletter, on whatever it might be and put it on there and ask them, would you wear this or how does it show up? Are the lines really skinny and you can't even tell? Is it really scripty font and you can't really read it? Like really look at it in terms of can somebody identify with this and actually see who we are versus, okay, you know what? Maybe you're right. It doesn't work in this vein. We do need to look at something to redesign. I don't know. That's just an activity that I've experienced. People, they just sometimes need, instead of looking at it as a flat image, they need to see it on something. Absolutely. We do a similar thing. We do like a mood board where it's like, here's mock-ups of, yeah, like what it could actually look like on real things that you'd actually go on. It helps. It helps to see it. And sometimes I look at something that I did and I'm like, oh yeah, that doesn't look so great on a shirt or a hat or whatever. Yeah, let's rethink this. And so I actually love your question. Would you wear it? Ooh, I'm going to start asking people that. Would you wear it? (laughs) (laughs) Would you wear this? Yeah, would you wear this? You know? And that's honestly such a true question to ask. Like, would you represent this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. Do you have an example of a successful brand refresh that maybe you've worked on or if it's one that you've seen? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the ones, it's kind of interesting. We haven't done a brand refresh for this organization, 
but we kind of have in the way that we've started doing their social media for them so differently over about the course of a year now. So one of our clients is a fantastic organization in New Jersey, Alzheimer's New Jersey, and they didn't hire us for branding work, but they hired us to help do all of their social media management. And we really rethought the way that their social profiles look. And so while like we didn't redo their logo, we have helped them really rethink kind of how they appear online and social channels. And a couple of the things that we've done for them. And like, if you go back, I like the before and after shots of their Instagram profile, yes. of like before versus after, like once we had been taking over for a while, because there's, again, it's just this big difference in terms of professionalism and consistency. So they, I think, already had some really great brand colors and logo and everything like that to work with. And we just made it more consistent. We've really lightened up the kind of imagery we've used in terms of just being much more human-centric, consistency with fonts, you know, more clear calls to action in your branded materials as well, I think is something that's helped them. And we continue to kind of watch their stuff, you know, make the steady trend line upwards. And that's always nice to see. That's always good to see. That's what you want to see. Yeah, that's important. I think something that you just mentioned is imagery. And that's something to go in your style guide where I know when I worked for American Idol and I was starting there and people have different ways of filtering imagery. And if you change the filter or there's different contrast, saturation, brightness, all those things, ours was, we always want to be bright. We always want to be bold. It always wants to be contrast. You might be an organization that has like a lighter hue on your content. You might be black and white. You might be like, I think humans of New York is probably a really good example of Mm. if you look at their imagery, it all kind of looks the same. And that's for a branding reason. But I love that little nugget. And to your point of helping somebody with social media management, and you talked about this project, I want to bring it up because I think it's so Cool. And if you're like listening to this conversation, you're like, this all sounds great, Taylor, but we're a small team. We don't have a lot of time. We don't have a lot of resources. We don't have a lot of budget. X, Y, and Z. I'm obsessed with your new project launch. That is the creative shizzle.com. Also, which is like a super fun name. Can you please share with everybody what this is? Because I think they're going to freak out. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, again, and I mentioned that I wanted to be able to fill those gaps in our market where people could be better served on a small budget. Part of that whole, I moved around and did a lot of different jobs was I also worked at several startups where I barely had any budget. So I've lived it. I get it. And I had to learn how to be really, really scrappy. So several years ago, I started working in Canva. And I know you love Canva. I do. And it just started blowing my mind and changing my world and completely changing the way that I created marketing materials. So I've been using it as I would say, like a daily, almost seven day a week user for seven or eight years (laughs) now. Same. I caught the bug early, I feel like. And it's such an incredible tool. I started thinking through, well, how do we take this to more organizations? It's such a scalable tool and an affordable tool and nonprofits get it for free that, you know, I was looking at the kind of work that we were doing 
And also recognizing that a lot of people might know what they want to say and they know what they need and they just need someone to help them make it look good. And Canva has a lot of great templates and stuff to get you started. But sometimes like you really need a graphic designer to still really take things to the next level. So we started looking at a lot of the work that we do with Barlele, the agency, and said, how can we make this more affordable for small businesses and nonprofits? And we created Creative Shizzle. I will be quite honest with you. The name randomly came to me one day. (laughs) I didn't even know what I was going to do with it. But I was like, I'm going to go buy that domain. Yes, always. Domain free? Purchase. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, creativeshizzle.com? It's available? Okay. That's going to be something. And I'd actually had this business plan for a long time, but I didn't really like align it to Creative Shizzle. And then I started thinking about, oh, this is how I can build that and make it scalable. And so what we've done is we've created an unlimited graphic design service. You can go to creativeshizzle.com. You can look at the various monthly subscription plans that we have that match the needs of however many marketing materials you need to have made for you and designed for you each month. You can buy it on the website. As soon as you buy it, you'll be taken through a process where you give us your brand guidelines, any instructions. We built a lot of stuff on the Monday platform. And so if you're familiar with monday.com as a project management tool, we give you, after you open up your account, put in all your details and you know your credit card and your brand guidelines, then we get a project manager assigned to you and we create a project board for you. And you can start opening up design requests like right away, basically. So we can do anything from flyers to social media graphics, to social video clips, to presentations, to impact reports, like you name Amazing. it. We can do it in Canva. We're going to do it for you in the with the Creative Shizzle team. So good. And y'all, I'm on her website right now. It starts at $99 a month, 10 designs per month, 40 custom social media templates. I am talking about this is made for the small business owner. This is made for the small, the mid-sized nonprofit. And then it can scale up from there. I just think it's so needed and necessary because not only could... Does somebody maybe want a graphic designer to take it to the next level? But bandwidth, it's just time, right? Or frankly, if you don't enjoy making graphics (laughs) and if you're like, I'm not very good at this. Oh my God, my biggest thing is then don't do it. Like invest the money to get something that's going to be done quality because it's going to reflect obviously in your content. So I'm going to link in the show notes to creativeshizzle.com and it's, so good. And I think literally talk about branding. When you go to the website on the beginning, on the front header, it literally says, because your marketing should sizzle. (laughs) (laughs) Add a little on it. (laughs) We had a lot of fun with that. (laughs) I love it. It's so good. I just, I'm obsessed with it. And I think everybody should go check it out. But Taylor, you've been so kind to give us your time today. I do want to ask two final questions. We must know, what is one piece of marketing advice going into 2023 that you would give? Be consistent. Mm. I think we often think we have to chase the shiny object, and it's actually more important to be consistent. 
get really good at what you're good at and then be consistent and then try new things. One of the ways I've grown in my career and the ways that our team has grown rather fast and been able to do things like launch this whole new service line is through consistency and process. And I know that that's not fun and that's not the creative part of branding and marketing, but it's one very important part of it. Oh my gosh, it's so true. Yeah, when I see people change directions constantly, they really don't ever get very far with their marketing. Like you gotta have that, you know, I'm gonna bring the drum beat back, that consistent Mm -hmm. drum beat. And like, that's what works. It's a long game. Yeah, such a good piece of advice. Very, very true. And then lastly, ask and receive. Taylor, what is one thing that listeners can help you with that you'd like to ask for help or support on? Oh, I love that question. That's awesome. (laughs) I don't know. Go tell people about our podcast, Talking Shizzle. We have a podcast too. We interview a lot of small business owners and nonprofit folks and people like Dana. And Dana, she'll come on the show sometime soon. And I'd love for people to hear those interviews because we've had a lot of amazing guests on that I think have been able to teach us a lot, particularly for those who are smaller in size and kind of need to get scrappy and need to get tips on, you know, how to operate more efficiently and stuff. So I guess go look if you're on Apple or whatever podcast player you are in, look at Talking Shizzle and subscribe and share it. Tell your friends. Awesome. Beautiful. I love it. Where can listeners connect with you directly? I'm really on LinkedIn a lot. So find me Taylor Shanklin on LinkedIn. You can go to our website, barlele.com. That's B-A-R-L-E-L-E.com. If you want more kind of white glove branding or marketing strategy services and social media management. And then if you need that graphic design support, like what we talked about, go find us at creativeshizzle.com. That's two Z's in shizzle. Toosies with the real on it. (laughs) Yeah, with the little. I personally coded that emoji. The rest of the page was done. And I was like, it's missing something. So this is when my team (laughs) probably gets annoyed with me. Like Taylor, the CEO, going in and like editing the website. Like, no, don't do that. Hey, but that's back when your website developer (laughs) skills come in handy. Like, I've done it before. So I was like. It needs something. I was like, an emoji. That's what it needs. (laughs) You're like, I can do that. (laughs) So good. Thank you for your energy and everything that you're bringing to this space. So thankful for you. Thanks, Dana. It's good to be here. Appreciate it. Can you tell I love talking all things digital? To make this show better, I'd be so grateful for your feedback. Leave a review take a screenshot of this episode, share it on Instagram stories and tag positive equation with one E so I can reshare and connect with you.